Lord. If you have your Bibles, grab it. We're going to turn this morning, but as we do, let me mention that you are in the Apostolic Tabernacle. This is a Pentecostal church, so you have there the two identifiers of what we are. And so when we say we're apostolic, that has a very strong meaning. And when we say we're Pentecostal, we sometimes just say them as the same word. But when we say we're Pentecostal, that means we like to shout and dance and praise God and talk in tongues. We're Pentecostal. Anybody here Pentecostal this morning? All right. So we're Pentecostal and we're apostolic, which means we follow the apostles doctrine. So that means that we baptize in Jesus name and we baptize in Jesus name because Jesus is Lord of all. He is not part of God. He is God. In fact, just like I'm a father and I'm a son, Jesus is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all in one person. So God became a man and then he was crucified and he poured his spirit out on all of us. And so now we're Pentecostal. And because of the apostles' doctrine, we are a holiness people. Sometimes people will say, well, why, why do you dress this way or why, why is that important to you? Because we are apostolic. We believe in separation from ungodliness and we preach against worldliness because we are what we sometimes call a holiness people and we are not ashamed of it. Praise God. Why don't we just clap our hands and give the Lord some praise here this morning. I'm going to have you turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and we do welcome all of our visitors and we're very happy to see each of you here. Please remember our workday Saturday and our children's crusade on Friday the 27th because churches from all over North Georgia are going to join here. Sister, is her name Waylage? Sister Waylage is a children's evangelist and uh, they're going to be redecorating the stage, or at least our, our folks are here. And then they're going to have a special couple hour service for children from all over Georgia so we need to come and be a part of course it's going to be right here in the tabernacle now we're looking at Hebrews 11 so as you turn there our text is going to be verse number one now faith is the substance of things hoped for could we read that together Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And that's the first verse. I think what I'll do, well, let me just, while you're still, just before we pray, look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Everyone say, by faith. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was translated and we'll skip down verse seven by faith noah everyone say noah was warned of god of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark and so on and so it is verse one now faith and that will be my title for this message today now faith could you say that with me now faith I'd like us to put our Bibles down and let's ask the Lord.
to anoint this frail minister today and anoint our hearts that we might receive it, shall we? Let's pray for each and every one in this building. Father, today we're not just Pentecostal in emotion. Lord, we're not just apostolic in some uh, formal belief. But Lord, we believe you truly today that you are here to meet the needs of each and every one in this place. I pray for the anointing on this every heart and especially, Lord, upon this frail minister of the gospel today that you will anoint and let your will be done in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you today. My title is Now Faith. Now, I believe that God is going to give us faith today. He's going to inspire faith in the hearts of of some here today that are reaching out to God and hungry for what God would do in them. Some of you listening to me right now are as desperate for faith as a man in a desert would be desperate for water. In other words, all the things around you are causing you to be desperate for faith. And the Spirit of God is directing you today to a place where you are able to believe God. God is more than a theory and more than an emotion. Now this is what's interesting about Pentecost because we we move around and some people think, oh, you're really emotional. I get that a lot. I get it a whole lot. Even though they might even think you're anti-intellectual or you, you don't read books or you don't have interest in things that are more than just emotion, which of course is false. We do. And we believe in all of those things as well. But we believe that God is greater than anything our minds can comprehend. Does anybody believe that here this morning? Oh, I wish I could get a few folks to say amen. We believe that God is able to do what we need him to do. And of course, you know that the Bible word faith, everyone say faith. The Bible word faith. Everyone say faith. And the Bible word believe. Everyone say believe. All right. I'm just going to want to be sure that we're on the same wavelength here. That the word faith and the word believe are from the identical Greek word. That is to say, of course, faith in the English is the noun and believe is the verb, but they come from the identical Greek verb, and that verb just happens to be pistuo. And so the word faith comes from this root word, and so does the word believe. And I believe today that God is calling the apostolic church not just to rejoice in our own salvation, And not just to see mighty miracles and great things, but to call a dark world to the answers that they so desperately need. A worldly, ungodly church is worth nothing. But a church that is filled with faith in God is worth everything. So, if you will allow me, I'm going to take liberties with the, with the Greek text. Now, stay with me. Some of you, I can tell you're getting a little, little nervous there. But uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be very clear what I'm doing. 
I'm doing it on purpose, in other words, and I'm telling you about it so no one can say, well, he didn't have enough sense to know that that was whatever it was. So I'm going to take liberties with the words here. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, I know today that you did not end up here today. You did not sit in these pews because you wanted somebody to give you some fancy words. You didn't come to a Pentecostal church today because you were interested in somebody giving you some intellectual choice words that you could toy around with. But something in your very being, something in your heart says... I need a God that is real and that is positive. I need a real God. That's what's happening in your soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I'm going to take liberties with this. And uh, I'm fully aware, of course, I, I, in other words, I'm, I'm familiar with the Greek. I know where it comes from and so forth. I'm, so just, just, just accept that. And I know that this word here in the original or in the Greek, which is, happens to be the Greek word de, which is just a two-letter Greek word, it usually means something like an interjection, we might call it, where you would say yet or and or something like that. It just, it's just an interjection. It rarely is translated now. But the King James has chosen to translate it now. And therefore, I wish to take liberties with that translation. And I want to talk to you about now faith. Can you say that with me? Now faith. Now, I know that it's, that it's, it's death. It means and. And it's meant to be an interjection of sorts. Something like so faith or and faith. And and yet I'm going to speak of now faith as though it were the familiar, maybe not to all of us. I know we're not Greek speakers here. Not here trying to pretend we know Greek. I'm just simply telling you I'm taking liberties with it. If it had said arti, which is the Greek word for now, which has more of the meaning of at this moment, right now, then it would have been faith that is at this very moment. Oh, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and praise God for just a moment, shall we? Heavenly Father, I feel that there is a hunger in this place. Someone is reaching for more than just another short service. Somebody is looking for something now. And we thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to speak of now faith as though the text means arty, although it isn't. I know it isn't. I'm telling you it isn't. But I am preaching now faith, not from that text, but from this sermon that the faith you need in God can happen right now. That God is bigger than your problem. God knows Exactly what you need today. As it were, (laughs) although I know it isn't, as though now in this translation, these scholars knew that it wasn't. I'm not suggesting they did. I'm telling you I'm taking it as such because the Holy Ghost 
is directing me to remind you that you need faith in a mighty God right now. You should not delay another week, another moment. Don't say wait till after vacation. Don't say wait till spring really gets here. I'm telling you today that there is a faith that could so alter your life that if you would allow it, it would change you right now. As it were, this very moment. And I'm going to take this liberty with the word because, in fact, that is the kind of faith that we must receive from heaven. A faith, a now faith that works right now. And you may kick up a fuss and, and you might say, well, that's, Brother French, you don't realize how hard it is to live in this world. And someone said, you don't know the kind of street I live on and you don't know the kind of people that I face every day. But I remind you of the unbelieving centurion that met Jesus in the book of Matthew. That's where I'm going to refer to the story. I'm going to use that particular account. He was a Roman, of course, with no Jewish or Christian belief whatsoever. He was Roman. Roman gods, they worshipped all kinds of gods and I I'm not going to even begin to delineate all of the kind of things that they worshiped but they basically worshiped their fears and their hopes and so if they hoped to have a, a good uh, marriage then they would worship the god of uh, of love and if they and if they hoped to have peace they would worship different gods based on their emotion and so forth and so they had hundreds of different gods they just renamed the greek gods and they basically were worshiping the same gods and this was troubling to people because they knew there couldn't possibly be a god that looked like a man that was no different than a man would be it didn't bring completion and help and so forth but here he was a Roman centurion and the Bible tells us that in Capernaum this Roman centurion came right up to Jesus and now I'm going to read from Matthew 8 Lord my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy so I'm reading the King James text in Romans, I mean in Matthew 8. Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Matthew's account is very quick to tell us that Jesus responded Immediately, my servant is sick. Jesus responded immediately. There's several Greek words for to mean it was just almost instantaneous, and this is one of them. And he says here, I'm, I'm going to hurry now. Here's how he responded. He says, my servant is sick, and, 
and uh, is grievously tormented. I wish I could pause and just deal with that, but I, I don't have even time to, 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 to delve into the story. There's so much more I want to say. So he's grievously tormented, and the Lord said, I will come and heal him. Just like that. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and let's praise God for just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, there are all kinds of doubts that come our way. We think we're too busy. We're too caught up. We have too many reasons that we cannot have faith now. But you can help us, Lord. And so Jesus responded. I, I, I'd love to get into a, a, a kind of a little discussion about it, but I, I just won't. I'll just hold back. Jesus just said, and I'm reading, I'm quoting it directly from Matthew. I will come and heal him. Boom. And immediately the centurion stopped him and said, oh, oh, Lord, no, 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 no. I, Lord, am not worthy. Just speak the word. Only. Everyone say only. <laughs> you don't have to do something for someone as unworthy as I. You don't have to come out of your way. You don't even have to be there. What I am asking you to do is not say that I'm somebody. I want you to get all of the glory. And Jesus, the Bible said, Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I feel today that there's faith in the house of God. There's somebody that has come to this place that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. No faith, no, no God, just multiple gods of personality. Statues and, and uh, winged gods and female gods, and on and on and on. But he had come to know the man Jesus. And he says, speak the word only. So here's a pagan officer of Rome who realizes suddenly the power of the Messiah, Jesus. And he lays everything aside. He's a perfect example for us to refer to here this morning. He lays aside his pride. He lays aside his citizenship, as it were. Or we might say his identity as a Roman. He lays it aside. You know, there are many people that can never get past their former identity. That's what they hold on to. And he also, and we could go on and on, he laid aside his rank and he places faith in the Son of God. That he has no idea how could this man be healing these people. Just imagine how it must have gripped their mind. Who in the world is this man? And do you know what Jesus' response was 
to this? Exactly what his response is to the rumblings of your soul right now as we are at this moment in this worship service today. And he said, speak the word only, a plea of a Roman who had no right to it at all. And Jesus called it an amazing, of course the King James says marvelous, you, you, you get the idea. He, he, Jesus calls it amazement. Jesus was amazed. Somebody today, I'm telling no, 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 you don't have to admit to it. I am telling you something in your soul. If you will respond to the truth that is moving within your very heart, there is something that is going to touch the very heart of God. Everything is about to change because of faith. Now faith. He called it amazing and then he called it so great faith. Praise God. Oh, he caught a, oh, all right, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to calm down. All right, because I want to preach this to you. I feel, I know what God is doing. I see it in the Holy Ghost. There are people that are going to be lining up at the door of this church. They're going to be trying to get into the house of God because there are folks that are hungering after God with so great a faith that it brings amazement to the very heart of God. I can hear the skeptics. I can already hear them. That makes no difference to me. Who? Hallelujah. We just got invited. Who? Oh, oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, please take this in the right spirit. We're invited to be at some meetings because of our recent, some recent writings we've done. And so some of the head, some uh, dignitaries from Atlanta, uh, they're saying... Uh, well, if you would come, there's going to be this dignitarian, that dignitarian. And uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be smart aleck here. I don't even have a voice. How can I be smart aleck? And so, but all I could, all I could think of was, oh, you know, because you'll go in there. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, if they could see me when I'm really shouting and glorifying God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But God, I can, I can hear folks. I, I, the Holy Ghost just keep prodding me to say this. How could God be amazed? Amazement means you, something happens that you didn't know was going to happen. God knows everything. Blah, 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 blah. Their minds are like hamsters. You ever seen those hamsters? On those wheels, I'm not trying to make fun. If you have one, I, I love them. But uh, it just seems so, how would you like to live like that? Running on a wheel all the time in a bunch of uh, scrapings that look like tree bark. That's why some people's spiritual minds just running on a wheel in the tree bark. Over and over. Oh, well, God couldn't do that. How could God be amazed? I want to tell you, folks, there comes a time when all those little clever responses fail you. And you have to ask yourself, where am I going to go when the doctor says that dread word? 
What am I going to do when I have nowhere else to go? Who am I going to turn to when there's no place to turn? I can tell you what your heart is telling you today. I'm going to go to the rock of ages. I'm going to stand on the rock, Christ Jesus. Praise God, praise God. So, in Israel, Jesus prodded them. I have never seen such great faith. Meaning, of course, here someone had no right to it. Israel had all the rights in the world. God's purpose was all selected in Israel. Some people don't like that, but that's exactly how God did it. I never saw so great faith. No, not in all of Israel. So I'm here to tell you today that it does not matter where you are from. It does not matter what university you mastered. It does not matter what your past might be. It is time to release your faith in your own life and allow the Holy Ghost to begin the work that it longs to do. You are not just a bundle of flesh and bones. You were made in the image of God. And faith can be released at any moment that your heart decides, I am tired of the wheel. I want a God that is more than just an image of myself. I am looking for a God that is bigger than all things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the devil tells you that you're not worthy. But that, my friend, is not the point. Of course, is the answer to that. You can't get where you need to be, and the devil knows this, until you see Jesus for who he really is. When you see Jesus for who he is, all other gods pale in comparison. And I'm preaching to someone else out there this morning. Everyone say praise the Lord. And the Holy Ghost is trying to, to get through to you that you've got to be careful. Now you listen to this preacher this morning. You must be very cautious not to live in the past. Oh, you say, 30 years ago, I saw that miracle. And that's good, friend. But if God answered prayer generations ago what it is telling us now 
is that God can do it again. What your heart longs for is not missing the answer. And that's what I mean here today by now faith. Right now, your family can be touched by the power of Jesus Christ. I don't care what television says. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what worldliness says. Your children can be changed by the power of Jesus Christ. God has not changed. Don't let the devil ever alter or waver your faith. God is the same yesterday, today. So have faith. Faith in God. Don't allow the world to drain your faith. It's time to serve notice to the enemy that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as you, your mind considers the possibility that perhaps... The Lord has already worked out a very powerful future for you that can only be realized by faith in Him. Just like we didn't read the verse, but also in our chapter, and I'm drawing quickly here to a close. So by faith, Moses, he had to face the greatest leader in the world, the Egyptian Pharaoh, and faith was found then to be in Moses greater than the most powerful of the world's potentates. And when Gideon came along many years later, the Midianites had bound God's people. Gideon found that faith caused the weapons of the enemy to be no match to the sword of the Lord. Does anybody understand what I'm saying here today? That God is greater than whatever it is the enemy has said or done in your life. Would you stand with me here for just a moment? And we're going to ask our musicians to come if they would. So now is the time to deal with the devil. Now faith causes you to triumph, not in your education or not in your riches and not in your greatness, but your faith in God. Can we just lift our hands and tell the Lord, Father, I want to have faith in you today. Lord, I need an answer that only you can provide, and I'm reaching for it. I'm lifting my voice. So faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance. It is the very thing that our soul longs for because something in our heart has been asking God, I need something, Lord. Nobody's looking around, but I would like us to to pray for one another. Maybe you could just pray silently or, or softly there for just a moment. Somebody today will say, Pastor, I have been praying for someone or for myself and I need God to to give me an answer. And you would like to just step out and and come and you're going to you want to come first. I want you to to just make your way to the front of this service right now. 
and you'll say, Pastor, I need God to take care of this need. Does someone have a need today? Maybe uh, it's physical. Maybe it's healing. I wonder if you could step out. I know it's a, nobody's looking around, but I want you to be assured that I, I'm making way for you to, by faith, I'm stepping out. And I, that's it. Just, just come right down. That's all right. You, you need an answer from the Lord. I need a miracle. I need, a, I need rent money. I need a, I need a house. I need a, a, a loved one to be saved. Just step out by faith. That's what I, I so great faith. God, God is watching. Something very, very powerful is transforming us here today. We are listening to His voice and not the world. That's all right. That's all right. Just, just, is somebody, I'm, until, until we're done, I'm going to let you keep coming. Father, today I believe you. I'm trusting you now. Okay, they're still coming. Let's, let's give them a chance to, to, to express their faith by stepping out. I need, I need a healing. I need a touch. I need a loved one to be saved. I need rent money. I need something from the Lord. And I'm coming by faith. That's it. Now, all right? All right, all right, all right. Praise God. Okay. All right. That's good. Now, I wonder if we could just gather around them and let's reach our hands. Come as close as you can and let's pray. Now, those of you that are coming to the altar, I can't reach every one of you, but I'm going to pray for you right now. Would you lift a hand, lift your heart? That's it. Let's lift our hands. That's by faith. Don't moan and groan. It's all right to weep. It's all right to feel unworthy. But God isn't impressed by our unworthiness. He's impressed by our faith. Father, right now, I believe you, Lord, that you're going to meet the need of every one of these. Thank you, Jesus. That's it, saints. Oh, come on. Let's let's agree together. Lord, you said if two or three would agree together. God, right now, I pray for a miracle. God, I pray for the miracle. One more time. That's it. Father, we receive it by faith. (laughs) Oh, God is doing something here.